Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. I am the aforementioned Brett Ridgway, and I'm excited to have my guest this week, Frank King. Now, my guest today is a suicide prevention speaker and was a writer for The Tonight Show for 20 years, a full-time speaker and comedian for 35 years, and a TEDx coach for seven years. He's fought a lifetime battle with depression and chronic suicidality, turning that long, dark journey of the soul into 10 TEDx talks on mental health and life-saving insights for associations, corporations, and colleges. Depression and suicide run in his family. He thought about killing himself more times than he can count and came close enough to dying by suicide that he can tell you what the barrel of his gun tastes like. Frank is a motivational public speaker who uses his life lessons to start the conversation, giving people permission to give voice to their feelings and experiences surrounding depression and suicide and doing it by coming out as it were and standing in his truth and doing it with humor. He believes that there, where there is humor, there is hope. Where there is laughter, there is life. Nobody dies laughing. The right person at the right time with the right information can save a life. Welcome, Frank King, to the Spotlight on Speaking show, sir. That's delighted to be here. So, and Good job I on got, the introduction. I got to ask you, you know, most of the guests I have on the show I've, I've previously met, so this is our first time meeting and all that. So... I got the Tonight Show really had a writer specifically about suicide prevention. Oh no, no! I began my my uh, I began my career on stage as a stand-up comedian day after day after Christmas, nineteen eighty-five. Oh, you're dating yourself, man. Oh yeah, I'm old. I'm sixty-six, and my wife and I, my girlfriend then, and shortly thereafter, my wife and I were on the road for two thousand six hundred and twenty-nine nights in a row, nonstop. Seven years and change, unofficial record, longest comedy club road trip. Well, during that time, Jay Leno became the single sole guest host for Johnny Carson. Okay. Johnny would pull up on a Friday night and go, I'm taking next week off, just like that. No warning. Which meant Jay had four monologues to prepare because Monday was always a rerun, best of Carson. But Tuesday through Friday, Jay had to have 18 topical jokes for the monologue each night. So he started hiring road comics under contract as contractors to submit jokes when that happened. And I would send in a dozen, two dozen jokes a day. And then when Jay got the job for real, 
he let most of the contract labor go, but he kept some of us on until he left for CNBC. So it was um, that's how I became a writer. They used to call them fax writers because we fax in the jokes. Ah, very cool. So obviously you speak on a, a very serious topic, which you know most people would shy away from entirely. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's backtrack a little bit. So when did you go from, you mentioned being a writer in 85 with The Tonight Show, to doing speaking on the subject of depression and mental health as a, a full-time gig? Well, what happened was I did those seven years and change on the road and in clubs, did a little radio. And as most people in radio do, I got fired. And when I got fired, my manager said to me, well, just go back on the road. And by 95, 1995, the road was disappearing. Comedy clubs were closing faster than they were opening. However, I, my act had always been very clean. And so I thought I'll do corporate comedy. And that's after dinner, after lunch. Somebody asked me one time, what's the difference between a club comic and a corporate comic? Well, about $5,000 a day plus travel. <laughs> yeah, I'm no math major, but hello. So yeah. I did that till 2007, end of 2007, had my best year ever. 96 engagements, over $200,000 in, in speaking fees just to be funny. And the recession hit. And the business dropped off about 80%. Uh -huh. And my wife and I lost everything in a Chapter 7 bankruptcy that we worked for in 25 years of marriage. And that's when I came so close to killing myself. Um, spoiler alert, I did not pull the trigger. <laughs> it's okay to laugh, that's the point. And so when speaking began to come back, when people started having conferences again, Media planners would say to me, Frank, we love you. We just can't pay you five grand just to be funny. You've got to teach the audience something. Oh. And just between you and me, uh, I'd always wanted to make a living and a difference using my comedy. I just had no idea how. Right. So a friend of mine named Judy Carter, she wrote the comedy Bible, the new comedy Bible. She also wrote a book called The Message of You, The Message of You, Turning Your Life into a Money-Making Speaking Career. She said, Frank, read the book. And I'll bet you'll figure out a way to go from funny speaker, comedian, to speaker who is simply funny. And I went into the book thinking I got nothing. And about halfway through, because she walks you through almost fill in the blank to find your heart story, the one you can't help but share. And there's marketing tips in there. You know, the three topics that sell are health, wealth, and relationships. You know, how do you work with speakers bureaus? Anyway, long story short, halfway through her book, I realized I do have something to share because, because of my my near suicide i also have two mental illnesses and mental illness runs in my family more nuts in my family than in a squirrel turd and i realized if i got some training in suicide prevention i could keynote so i got a couple certifications and then i and this is what i recommend to speakers a pick a lane one lane speak on one thing become the expert or thought leader. So I decided suicide prevention as a workplace health and safety issue would be my lane. Mm -hmm. And then I recommend to speakers, find your ideal clients who has a pain point or problem you can help solve. Because I don't care how good the keynote is. If they don't have a problem or a pain point, why would they book you? Unless you're a motivational, inspirational speaker and you can open or close a conference. So I selected six of the top 10 at-risk occupations for suicide. And the third thing I recommend to speakers is don't go after corporations, too many of them. Don't do the spray and pray. Go after associations. 
because they have to have a meeting every year by their bylaws. People pay to come, so they have money to pay you. Many of them use outside speakers. And if you've selected the, uh, the target audience, the ideal clients carefully, for example, I speak to construction associations. They have a horrible suicide problem. But when I go to speak to them, I get paid for the keynote, but in the audience are lots of construction corporations that can hire me to come in and speak just to their people. I did a, an association in Cincinnati speaking and picked up two spinoff engagements uh, from construction companies in that town that were big enough to hire me. They had enough money in the budget to hire me to come in. And I spoke on site um, to their folks. So A, pick a lane. B, decide who your ideal clients are and only market to them. And see, once you uh, and pick the and go to the associations, not the corporations. It's it's kind of like the one to many. You're getting paid for the keynote, but you're also and it can be as simple as this. Look, I'm going to give you everything I can on suicide prevention in construction in this 45 minutes. If you would like to con continue the conversation for any reason, here's a QR code. It goes to my calendar. Grab a grab a 30 minute uh, slot, and I'll pay for the virtual cup of coffee. So it's a real soft sell, right. whether, you're, whether you're selling, you're speaking, you're coaching, you're training, you're consulting, just tell them how they can get in touch with you with a QR code. Because if you've selected your audience carefully, there are probably people in there, in that audience who would be willing and able and would like to book you to do it for them. So that's how I got into the suicide prevention, speaking, picking a lane. That's how I got into the half a dozen industries that I work with. And then there's a website, speakercommunity.org, speakercommunity.org by a guy who's been an NSA since, um, well, the dawn of time, <laughs> Ed Rigsby. And it's all about how it's all there to help you get association bookings. And here's a tip for your speakers. Let's say you want to speak to the uh, Associated General Contractors, Illinois chapter. I would call them up and I would say, hey, can I speak to the person who edits your newsletter, I'd like to contribute an article. So once you're inside the castle and have established a relationship with the editor, you know, because they have pages to fill every time they do a newsletter, ask them, say, hey, listen, I saw you got a conference coming up in December. I speak on the topic that I wrote the article on. I'd love to toss my hat in the ring. Who is it here at the association that books the speakers? Rather than a cold call or an email or some other kind of pitch, give them value first. And the great thing about that is if you do the Illinois chapter and write them an article, you can do the same thing for Indiana and Michigan because the newsletter is only statewide, not regional. So you could use the same article for 50 state chapters. Uh, and it's a good way to get into the association speaking business. Ah, repurposing music to my ears, man. So Yes, sir. So give me the name of that lady's book again, because I think that's something that uh, people should hear. I think everybody who wants to speak should read Judy's book. It's called The Message of You. And the subtitle is just brilliant. Turn your life into a money-making speaking career. And the author of the name again, Frank? Judy Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R. -E Judy Carter. She oh. also wrote the New Comedy Bible. And, you know, humor, funny makes money. I, I speak on suicide prevention. I don't tell jokes, but I do have funny personal anecdotes. Mm -hmm. And that's what Judy's book, The New Comedy Bible, is all about. 
She helps you take your life and turn it into funny. Not writing jokes, things that have actually happened to you. And she has a process, again, almost a fill in the blank process to find the funny in things that happen to you. So you can add funny to your keynote or your workshop, you know, or whatever it happens to be. It's a great book. It's the New Comedy Bible. There's an old comedy Bible. It doesn't say old. There's a comedy Bible and a new comedy Bible. Buy the new one. All right. So obviously you got, you consider yourself primarily a, a keynote speaker, Frank. Have you ever dabbled in the, the platform selling world of speaking at all? Yes, as a matter of fact. And there's a speak to sell. And people train on speak to sell. Mm -hmm. Well, here's my feeling on speak to sell. Because when you speak to sell the way most people frame it, you don't get paid until you sell. Right. Speak your 45 minutes, you give them value, and then you make an offer. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, my feeling is, is you should be able to get paid for the keynote while showcasing what you have to offer. So essentially, you're speaking to sell, but getting a check for the keynote. There's no reason you can't get paid for your head full of knowledge and make an offer at the end, even if it's something as simple as I said, putting up a QR code and having them continue the conversation with you off, you know, away from the venue. Now, I was in Dallas in February, February 11th, and no, 12th. The 11th, I did my ninth TEDx up in Ontario, Canada. February 12th, I did 45 minutes on how to make money speaking on cruises at colleges for corporations and associations. And when I got done, I had a, an offer, a landing page where they could go and hire me to teach them how to make money speaking in all those venues. I didn't get paid for the pitch, you know, for being on stage mm -hmm. because that's not the way the event is set up. It was 60, 60 aspiring speakers through something called Speakers Playhouse, Speakers Playhouse Live when they have an event. And by the way, if, if your folks are not going on Thursdays to the best 90 minutes of the week, Speakers Playhouse, free. Been on, been on there a few times. Yes, it's free and it's a lot of fun. And it's a great way to get on podcasts and such because people, first thing they do is, all right, who's got a stage? And they go through the people who have podcasts. They put their contact information in the chat. And if you think you'd be a good fit for the podcast, you drop my note. So they also have Speakers Playhouse Live. They had one in February. They got one coming up in New Orleans in June. I got on stage, did 45 minutes, made an offer. And and I, I sold $42,100 in, in make money speaking coaching. I bought right. my pants. Um, but, excuse me. It turns out a lot of people are making money speaking. Who, who? That's why I divided the program. Some people want a TEDx, but more people want to make money speaking and then do a TEDx. So that's how I divided that up. But yeah, I, I, I believe in Speak to Sell. Uh, there's a wonderful woman named Susan Kirby, K-E-R-B-Y, Susan Kirby, K-E-R-B-Y. Go to YouTube, type in Susan Kirby, I want that. I want that. And you'll find a video, fast forward to about 18 minutes, and in that video, She's doing a speak to sell thing from the stage, her 10 step program on speak to sell. Now she gives away the 10 steps during that, you know, after 18 yeah. minutes and, and I, I, I wrote them down and I followed them just like she said, and I saw $42,000 in, 
So she's a great resource for speak. This very simple 10 step. You do all 10 steps at the beginning. Yeah. It takes you about three, four minutes. That's all. Things like, you know, if you're thinking I'd like to work with you further, don't worry. I'll give you a way to do that. It's, it's brilliant. And she goes, now, what if um, you've been doing what I suggest you be doing for the last year? And when, the way I started is with three questions. Would you like to uh, would you like to make money speaking? Raise your hand. Okay. Second question. Would you like to make a full-time living speaking? Raise your hand. Third question. Would you like to make a living speaking full-time and make a difference? Raise your hand. So later in the 10 steps, you go, look, what if you were making a living speaking and making a difference for the last year? What would your life look like? What would your life feel like? Well, here's the good news. I can take you from where you are now to where you want to be. I mean, it's so simple and so, yeah. So Susan Kirby, K-E-R-B-Y, and you can get it for free on YouTube. Just go to 18 minutes in her, I want that video. So I'm a big believer in self stage. All right, well, you, you share some great tips here, Frank. I do have some other questions I want to ask you, but before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. And we are back with the Spot on Speaking Show. My guest this week again is Frank King. Now, Frank is a big TEDx speaker. He's done 10 or 10, number 10 coming up, I think you said, Frank. So let's talk about TEDx a little bit. I mean, is it anything? I've not done a TEDx talk. I confess I don't know that much about that world or whatever. So is it strictly a, a credibility builder tool for adding to your resume? Or is it leading to something else? I mean, what's what's the world like? Well, it's, I, I'm going to do my 10th one on July 23rd in San Diego, El Cajon, actually, California. And it's, I can't draw a straight line from a TEDx to a book. <laughs> However, on my website, on my homepage, on my suicide prevention speaking website, and by the way, when you go to mentalhealthcomedian.com, you'll notice that's all you see. Are you looking for a suicide prevention speaker and trainer, period, full stop? Now, there's drop-down menus that talk about other things I do. Right. But I want the meeting planner, when they land there, to see an expert or thought leader. Mm -hmm. And I have a landing page for each of those six industries. Mentalhealthcomedian.com forward slash construction forward slash agriculture. So when the meeting planner for an agricultural event goes to that page, they don't know that I speak to construction and dentists and veterinarians. They, they see exactly what they're looking for. You right. need to join the conversation in the meeting planner's head. So the, the, the website screams suicide prevention speaker. And I've, I've talked so much, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> the question is, to lead, lead us in the world of TEDx, man. Oh, TEDx, yes. So you'll notice on that page that behind me in the photograph are the big red letters. Mm -hmm. That it's, some people think they're going to do a TEDx and the world's going to be the path of the door. Some people who, who coach TEDx will lead you to believe that. 
But that is, as a friend of mine says, El Toro Poo-Poo. <laughs> uh, you need to use that as a marketing tool. Photograph on your website. And on, on my sizzle reel, both college and corporate, are short clips of half a dozen of the TEDx talks. So it's it's a marketing tool. There's credibility. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody somewhere, a selection committee said my ideas were good enough to turn into a TEDx. So that's the credibility. Visibility, yes, you are up on YouTube, but you need to push. The problem really is it goes up on the YouTube channel of the event. So you, okay. it's difficult to promote. And you can't put it up on YouTube on your channel because the algorithm will spot it and flag it. However, you can slice and dice it for marketing purposes. You can put the entire thing on Vimeo. And by the way, speakers, I would have a Vimeo account. They have a free one, I think. And then the next step up is like 12 or 15 bucks a month. And here's why. Think about this. You type into YouTube, suicide prevention speaker, or I send somebody a link from YouTube to my demo reel, suicide prevention speaker. What happens when you pull up that on YouTube? Down the right-hand side of the page are an unending list of speakers with the same keywords. Why give them a buffet to choose from? Yeah. With Vimeo, it's just your demo, just your sizzle reel. I learned that from my cruise agent. She goes, Frank, I don't want to send it to them and then have them look over, because I do comedy on cruise ships, look over and scroll down the right-hand side and find another comedian who works cruise ships. So, yeah, yeah. So I think it's it's marketability, credibility, visibility. It doesn't. It's not going to hurt your career. It may not get you a job, but I don't. I don't think it hurts. All right. So you work a lot with associations. So what are some of your trips, tick, tips, or techniques to truly get noticed by the associations? Aside from what you mentioned about you know doing an article for their newsletter to get your foot in the door, so to speak. Yes, there are something called association management companies. And hold on, I've got it on my to-do list to actually contact. There's a website that has, uh, that's what the website is all about. These are companies that actually manage a variety of associations. I'm going to pull up the uh, website here and say, um, it's the AMC, like the old American Motors Company, AMC Institute. Mm -hmm. And that's association management companies. Didn't even know it existed. Yes, and... What I would do is I would go in there and see where the closest ones are to where you are and then call them up and go, hey, listen, I would love to come up and do a lunch and learn. I'll buy lunch for everybody from your favorite restaurant and do a 20 minute you know, dog and pony show after lunch. So you buy the lunch, you give them 20 minutes or 15 minutes of your best. And that way you're exposing yourself to to the people in that office who book association gigs for all the associations they represent. Some represent half dozen, dozen, two dozen mm-hmm. associations. It's a good way to have have the have a, be exposed to a lot of association possibilities. Well, that's a brilliant technique. So one of my favorite questions to ask my guest, Frank, is okay, bear your soul a little bit here. Don't be afraid to be embarrassed or whatever, but share some maybe a couple mistakes you made along the way that you would highly encourage aspiring speakers not to make? I have no secrets. I mean, I already told you I put a gun in my mouth. I mean, how much worse could it get than that? Uh, Well, here's one, and this haunts me to this day. I was speaking for Cigna. They were having a big push on mental health. 
And had I done a good job, had I realized what I was about to do wrong, I would probably be working for them half dozen times a year. What I did was they asked me to do the closing keynote. And your speaker should know this. Generally, the opening and closing keynotes are lighter. They still have content, but less learning objectives, less teaching. Mm -hmm. Most conferences like to open on a high note and close on a high note. So I, I, I had a friend in the audience watching me speak, and it was going great. And he said, about halfway through, Frank, I'm thinking there's a standing ovation for this. And then you started teaching them stuff. And he was thinking to himself, oh, he doesn't realize it's a closing keynote and he should, mm -hmm. it just should be his stories and his humor and a few tips and, you know, close and get a standing ovation. Yeah, I mean, I screwed the pooch and sold the puppies. And I even called the meeting planner and said, look, I'll come back next year. Just pay my travel. I won't charge you a dime. Just let me make it good. Of course, that was. Yeah. But that haunts me to this. The other thing is, I've spent a lot of money marketing, hiring folks to do marketing for me. And Ed Rigsby and the ASSC, speakercommunity.org is one of the very few where there's actual ROI. You have to do the work. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to do their virtual showcase. So you have to, you know, watch the, watch the videos of Ed interviewing association executives, or you have to, have to fill out requests for proposals. But there's, there's actual ROI. So be very careful. There are a lot of sharks in the speaking business who will promise, will overpromise and under-deliver. There are people who guarantee they can get you a TEDx talk. Unless they're the organizer, yeah. they yeah. cannot guarantee. What well, my guarantee is this. It's like matrimony, it's like the marital vows. I guarantee we will work on getting you a TEDx until we do, or we both die trying. Same thing with my speaker coaching. We'll work on your career until you're getting the number of gigs you like to get at the fee you'd like to have, or we die trying. Now, two of my clients knowing I'm suicidal, said, look, I need a separate clause in that contract that you won't kill yourself before I'm happy with my speaking career. Okay, fine. Uh, but yeah, so be be aware. I found a LinkedIn marketing company that's gotten me 5 million views in the last 12 months. They launched a newsletter for me. By the way, speakers, LinkedIn loves newsletters because they love content creators. LinkedIn will actually push your newsletter. I launched it last, a week ago Thursday. By the following Thursday, last Thursday, I had 2,200 subscribers. Wow. And that's LinkedIn pushing it, not me pushing it, not my LinkedIn marketing company pushing it because you can't. Uh, and the thing about a, a newsletter is this. It appears in your timeline, mm -hmm. so somebody may stumble across it. But if somebody subscribes, they get an email saying, hey, here's a link to Frank's latest newsletter. So you get a you get, you get it in your in your timeline, but you also get an email going out to your subscribers, and and follow up. I created a one minute and fifteen second video to thank all the subscribers. Now I'm I'm not sending it out my VA because there's twenty two hundred of them. Yeah, sending it out with a link says if you didn't get a chance to read the article, here it is again, and here's a calendar link if you'd like to chat with Frank about it. So if you're going to do a newsletter and you're going to get subscribers, tip follow up and then there's two emails or dms that follow the little funny video hey you know i launched a newsletter and i thought i'd get a couple of dozen you know subscribers 
I, I logged on an hour and a half later, 796 about poop my pants. So I made it funny, you know, and, and, uh, but. Got a question, about that, right? So can, yeah. does that newsletter on LinkedIn have to be original content or can it be a curated newsletter? It can be a curated newsletter. You can have chat GPT cobbled together. Uh, the, the LinkedIn company, marketing company I use, it's done for you. They create the artwork and the graphics and they, I, I gave them in my course on how do you get booked on cruises? There's probably 12 bullet points. Each one, there's a lesson with each one. And so they took the first two and created the first newsletter. This one coming up Thursday will be the second two bullet points. So you, you provide the content or you tell them if it's done for you, here's what I do. I'm looking for, for, you know, I'm looking to teach people how to get booked on cruises. Right. And let chat GPT. Now you could also just quote somebody, you know, an art, you just, post in your newsletter article in Forbes you thought was great on whatever topic it is mm -hmm. you want to. So yeah, it can be, um, it can be, yeah, I, I was amazed <laughs> that many people as of right now is 2,278. Wow. I know. Uh, I, I, so what's the name of your newsletter so people can go find it on LinkedIn? Make money speaking. Make money speaking. All yeah, right. go, to, go to Frank King. You'll find me. Uh, you'll see me on LinkedIn. You'll know it's me because I'll be standing in front of the big red letters on stage. Hello. All right. So, so Frank, let's talk a little bit now about your speaking training and what how people can get in, into your world if they so choose. So the floor is yours, sir. All righty. Uh, <laughs> here's the deal. I have two programs. One is Landing and Leveraging at TEDx. The other is make money speaking on cruises at colleges for corporations and associations. Uh, they're each standalone. And what we do is, unlike a lot of speaker coaching folks, it's not group coaching. We get together an hour a week on Zoom, one-on-one. -on -one. Wow. Yep. And the ones, people ask me, well, how many of your, how many of your speakers have gotten TEDx? Here's the deal. 90% of my speakers who meet, meet with me at least two or three times a month for an hour and submit somewhere between three and six applications have gotten TEDx. Uh, it, it, it's sort of akin to the gymnasium or the health club in January with the people who have New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. If you go to the gym, you know it's jammed in January. By February, it's just the hardcore people again. Maybe a few new people, but mostly just the mm -hmm. same people. So people sign up and I offer, you can pay up front you know, and get a discount or you can pay over time, no interest. And I've got a lot of people paying over time and we're talking quite a bit of money a month, no interest and never show up. I send out, a, I send out a page of TEDx application links, six or 12 every two weeks, reminding them that we're working together <laughs> and they don't show up. That's fine. I don't mind cashing the checks, but. Yeah, hard I, to figure that out now, isn't it? So. Yeah, you need to show up, especially if you spend that kind of money. So, and what we do is, as I said, we work on getting you a TEDx until you get one or two or three. I've got a client who had now has booked her third. Didn't cost her any more for the second and third. I'm working with you, included in the fee until you run out of ideas and until you get a TEDx. Same with speaking. I'm going to work with you until you're happy with the number of bookings you have per month and happy with the fee you're getting and, or, or we die trying. So, I'm sort of your coach for life, basically. As long as you need me, I'm here. All right. Well, we'll make sure the links to both the TEDx program as well as the speaking on cruises and all associations is are in the show notes down below. But why don't you go ahead and give this to us real quick, Frank? 
Uh, I don't have the links, but I can tell you, just drop me a note at frankkingspeaker at gmail. frankkingspeaker at gmail. I'll send you what I've got as a landing page that details all the, all you're going to learn on about cruises, colleges, corporations. Because each one's a little different in terms of how do you get booked. For wow. example, cruises, I have a cruise agent. And if one of my clients wants to work on cruises, then I help them put their promo package together, sizzle reel, one pager, so forth. Mm-hmm. And then I submit it to my cruise agent. Same with colleges. I've got clients who want to work with college. I've got a college agent. So, and he's looking at new talent late April, early May. So I make sure that when we send them him something, it's a great sizzle reel and a two or three paragraph summary of the talk and a downloadable photograph. So he has all the pieces of the puzzle. And I tell my, my coaching clients, look, you get one bite of the apple on this. So whatever we send him, we want to make sure it is complete and it is your best stuff. Colleges, students decide who comes to the showcases around the country. You showcase 15 minutes, the kids decide who's coming to campus. The, the students on the selection committee are only required to watch the first three minutes of your demo video. Mm-hmm. So you need to make the first three minutes sing, graphics, yeah. music, quick cuts. So that, that's what, I, and so same thing when we submit to my college agent, because he knows what the colleges want in the way of a video, what's going to impress them and get a, a showcase booking for you. All right. Well, awesome stuff. So before we wrap her up here, Frank, any final words of wisdom out there for the aspiring speaker? Yes. The riches are in the niches. I would niche my speaking to one lane be the expert or thought leader. Now, I would have a second offering because here's here's a trick. You tell, and I start all my speakers and go, look, next time somebody asks you what you charge for a keynote, you tell them $5,000 plus travel. You practice that in the mirror in the bathroom, 5K plus travel, five grand plus travel, 5,000 So it just rolls off your tongue. Mm-hmm. Now, if the meeting planner pushes back, 45 minutes, five grand, well, no, you have me for the entire calendar day. So I tell you what I'll do. I'll do a keynote in the morning. And I've got a workshop on whatever it is. I'll do that as one of the concurrent sessions or breakouts in the afternoon. Now you've gone from a $5,000 speaker for 45 minutes to filling two slots for the meeting planner because they're not going to have to pay a second person to do that spot, that breakout session in the afternoon. So rather than reduce your fee, you give more value. So that's, but yeah, pick a lane. Decide who your ideal clients are. You know, somebody said to me, I want to speak to divorced women. Well, you know what? If they had an annual convention, you'd be golden. (laughs) (laughs) But they don't. You need to speak to a group. Here's an ideal client for me. Has an annual meeting and that screams association. They have to have an annual meeting to put in new officer. They, they, people pay to come. So they got money to pay your fee. Many of them use outside speakers rather than just all industry speakers. Uh, And most importantly, they have a desperate need to hear what you have to say. They have a point, a pain point, a problem you're going to address. So pick a lane, pick ideal clients, and go after associations rather than corporations. Well, I'm thinking, Frank, maybe you should start your own divorced women's uh, association, man. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I'd have to perform behind chicken wire. I imagine they're. <laughs> But, I have visions of what is it, the Blues Brothers, where they're playing yeah. in country music place behind the chicken wire or whatever. So let me give you a quick example of one of my clients said I want to speak to high schools. I said, great, don't go to the district. You don't know what you want to do is 
you want to go to the State Association of Superintendents and Principals. Get paid to do the keynote in front of those folks. And they are the ones who hold the purse strings about who comes to the district to speak. You know, don't go to each school district. I mean, you, you, you're not going to live long enough. Right. Go go to a room full of decision makers who can bring you to that school district because they love which and you got paid in the process. So you're selling from stage and getting paid. What a concept. What a concept. All right. Well, this brings us to the end of this episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Frank, it was such a wonderful pleasure to meet you. And I'm so glad you could come on and share your expertise with our aspiring speakers out there today. As always, I wish everybody out there the greatest success as you look to build your own speaking career. And may this year be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.